morning or hello it's actually afternoon right now welcome to wake up to the word we are coming to you deep from the bowels of the Barksdale communication complex this is episode 75 and uh, I don't have my coffee because it's afternoon but uh, we will have some for you tomorrow special new coffee sponsor so we do want to make sure that you uh, get that flavor so um i'll talk about it more tomorrow but we are sponsored by barkies rvs if you uh, ever want to rent an rv go to www.barkiesrvrental.com and we'll hook you up with a good price just go to that uh, website and uh, type in your dates and put uh, wake up to the word in there that's where you heard about us we'll give you a nice special price always a friends and family discount at barkies rv rental so all right here we go if you live in the flagler county area we deliver in all the nearby counties and uh, state parks and rvs so all right uh enough about that and uh we'll get into wake up to the word here we got some great reading going on here and hopefully you got your new reading plan that's not going on the website until next week but if you are on the email list, you got it already. You got it last week, and uh, you should have it. You're ready to go, and uh, it will be on the Life Coast website and the Wake Up to the Word website in the Jeff's Stack of Stuff. It'll be in there next week, and so you can uh, download your own there if you are so inclined but our bible reading for this week we had some got some hopping around to do but it's some cool stuff we got first samuel 20 and psalm 59 we have uh first samuel 21 and psalm 52 we have psalm 34 and 30 uh, and 56 34 and 56 and first samuel 22 and psalm 57 so we had some hopping and and bopping and and but yeah, but it's understandable when you read what's going on because uh, David had to do some hopping around as well. Um, when we last left our friend David, he'd been threatened by Saul the king, and if uh, in nineteen in verse uh, chapter nineteen verse ten it says Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear, but he David eluded Saul so that he struck the spear into the wall and David fled and escaped that night and you read down a little farther that he went to go see Samuel and so <clears throat> then he left from that place as well and uh, David fled from uh, this is 20 we're getting right into 20 they they I'm going to cough David fled David fled, where did he fled from? David fled from Naoth in Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, what have I done? What is my guilt? And what is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? And Jonathan seemed to be unaware of what was happening. And um, they devised this plan uh the the new moon was coming i think it was the new moon what am i saying uh tomorrow's the new moon it's the new moon so everyone's apparently supposed to come and sit at the king's table the whole household's supposed to be there on the new moon and uh so uh 
David says, I'm not going to go because he wants to kill me. So he, he said, Jonathan's like, oh, well, you know, I don't believe you, but, uh, you know, you haven't done anything. Why would he want to kill you? And so uh, that's essentially the conversation. There's a lot of repeating going on. So um, the... Uh, they, David gives him this plan. He says, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go into the the hills, and you're gonna. I'm not gonna go to dinner, and he's gonna wonder where I am. And you tell him that you gave me permission to go to Bethlehem for for a sacrifice happening there. My family wanted me there, my brothers. <clears throat> and so he says, if he gets angry, you're gonna know that he wants to kill me. You're gonna see that he wants to kill me, and so you can warn me. And so, um." Jonathan's uh, kind of agrees. There's a little bantering back and forth on what the what the parameters are, but he says, you know, okay, I'll do that. And after three days, I'll uh, I'll know if he's angry. And and if he's angry at you, and he, I'm gonna send a message uh, by sh- miss shooting an arrow and sending a boy, and he'll warn you. So that's essentially the story, and uh, that happens. Uh, Jonathan goes to the dinner, and he tells him he's not. He, well, first Saul doesn't say anything the first day. The second day is when he when he asks and he goes well i gave him permission to go goes through the whole story the whole the whole uh ruse as it were and uh saul gets all ticked off and um and uh then david gets his warning and he leaves okay so now we're gonna pop over to psalm 59 let me get there I told you I get a little popping today, a little hopping, a little bopping, a little Psalm 59. Let's see if I can get there. I'm close. I'm close. I'm almost there. And 50. I went right by it. Okay, 59. So right here it says right at the beginning to the choir master, according to "Do Not Destroy." That's another song. So it was kind of going to that tune. Uh, a miktam of David when Saul sent men to wa- to watch his house in order to kill him. So that's when this happened. This whole thing he had men watching his house, and he writes this psalm: "Deliver me from my enemies, O God. <clears throat> Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil, and save me from the bloodthirsty men." Uh, interesting story. I want to tell you, I was engaged uh, in the middle of a riot uh, one year when I was in the prison, and I happened to ha- be going to another church to to minister there, uh, singing and, and what have you, and uh, and sharing. And uh, boy, I was just overwhelmed because the riot was uh, pretty intense, and I was uh, really literally in in the middle of it. And uh, when it when it jumped off, and um, and uh, I was really kind of overwhelmed. I asked a friend for advice, and he said, you know, uh, read the Psalms. And um, and oddly enough, or not oddly enough, I went through a few Psalms, pages turned, and I came to this Psalm, and this is the Psalm that I read. And so I'm going to read a little more of it to you, because it has a real personal meaning to me, because uh, it was something that really, really helped me, really spoke to me. So I'm going to read a little more of it, and, and then go to the end of it. And uh, this is what really bolstered my heart. Um, For behold, this is verse 3 of of Psalm 59. For behold, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me. For no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord, for no fault of mine, they run and make ready. Awake, come to meet me and see. You, Lord, God of hosts, are the God of Israel. 
rouse your punish rouse yourself to punish all the nations spare none of those whose treachery who treacherously plot evil each evening they come back howling like dogs and prowling around about the city there they are bellowing with their mouths with swords in their lips for who they think will hear us and then the part that really um helped me out 16 but i will sing of your strength i will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning for you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress O oh, my strength i will sing praise to you for you O oh god are my fortress the god who shows me steadfast love so my good friend lauren decker sent me to the psalms pastor lauren decker now uh retired uh sent me to the psalms that day and uh that's the psalm that i read in that last part 16 and 17 um really just soothed me uh as i you come to the realization that it doesn't matter how distressful your life is uh, what kind of abuse you might be going through what kind of uh danger you were you were in are in will be in i will sing of your strength and so uh that's what i did uh, that evening i sang of how great god is i sang about his strength i used to go around singing <clears throat> but that's what our attitude should always be is that it doesn't matter what the world is throwing at us what evil is coming at us we should be singing about the strength of god because he will he will restore all of this he will avenge every bad behavior he will avenge every evil action and so it's not always ours to avenge it do what we can do we are in a battle against evil and and we have to uh do what we can do but understanding that we may not always win but we will always be victors if this is our heart 21 let's go all the way back so david in the holy bread he comes in to came to nob to ahimelech the priest and he feeds him and he asks him if he's got any any weapons because he fled without even any weapons <clears throat> and uh, uh he says um david tells him that the king's business requires haste and i didn't have i didn't was didn't have my weapons with me and i have to go do so the priest says the sword of goliath the philistine whom you struck down in the valley of elah Behold, it is here wrapped in cloth behind the ephod. If you will take that, take it. For there is none but that here. There's no, there's no other weapons here. That's the only one. David said, uh, there's none like that. Uh, give it to me. So he takes it. <clears throat> David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servant of Achish said to him, Is not this David the king of the land? They did not... Uh, did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart and was much afraid of the Achish, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them and pretended to be insane in their hands and made marks on the doors of the gates and let his spittle run down his beard. 
Then Achish said to his servants, Behold, you said the man is mad. Uh, Behold, you see the man is mad. Why then have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen? I love that line. Uh, Do I lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to, to behave as a madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? So they're trying to bring him in. They know Saul wants him, and they, they bring him in, and he acts like a crazy person. And David departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. That's 22. But I'm going to jump again. We're doing a hyper jump. We're going to Psalm 52. Back up a little bit. And... Uh, this one says to the choir master of Maskil of David, then Doeg and Adam the Adamite came to came to told came and told Saul, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. And so this is uh when he's uh, left there and, and does the gets goes there the other place and gets go, does the crazy walk. Um, why do you boast of evil? And well, well, there's two more Psalms that go with this. So we we have Psalm 52, Psalm 34, and Psalm 56 that we're gonna we're gonna go to. So um, why do you boast of evil, O mighty men? The steadfast love of God endures all the day. Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor. You worker, de- you you worker of deceit. You love evil more than good. You and lying more than speaking what is right. You love all the words that devour, O oh, deceitful tongue. Wow, this this some this some stuff here. They're going on. These these are bad dudes, and uh, and uh, David is just uh, t- singing about it. Saul just wants him. He's, he's just Saul's kind of gone off the deep end, and he is he is um, just so angry and chasing him down. Um, and down at the end of this psalm, it says, I will wait for your name, for it is good in the presence of the godly. So some, so David goes through these range of emotions, but he always comes to that godly place. And, and you know, what does that tell you? I know what it tells me. It's okay to run through the emotions. It's okay to feel because God's created us with emotions. So, so we're going to feel. But what we want to make sure that we do is arrive at these places of calm and peace in the presence of God. So just like David does here. So Psalm 56 and 34. I'll go to 34 first and then I'll go up. So not too far back. Alrighty, 734. So this is uh change his behavior before Abimelech. This is this is the crazy one. This is where he he talks crazy. And uh uh, he, he writes this psalm. He says, he starts off, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue with my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. <clears throat> all the way down to 12, I have, what is man that there, that there, what is man there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Many of you know that portion right there. Seek peace and pursue it. And now this portion here, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are toward the crying. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. 
And there's a hyperlink for that all the way back to first, all the way into the New Testament. First Peter 3, 10 through 12. Oh boy. We got stuff in the way. First Peter 3, 10 through 12 is almost exactly that same thing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceit. And let him turn away from evil and do good. And let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to the, to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So uh, even in First in Peter, he's as he talks through... Um, uh, suffering for righteousness sake he resorts back to this psalm of david uh when david had to act crazy he had to have crazy so so they wouldn't uh so they wouldn't kill him um and now psalm 56 which is part of that uh time of david's life as well and this is what we're trying to do ping-ponging into these psalms that uh that david's writing during this time of his life <clears throat> so when the philistines seized him in gath that's what this Psalm 56 is. And again, he goes through, Be gracious to me, O God, for, for man tramples on me all day long. An attacking, attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many attack me proudly. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, O oh, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? So again, he as you get down to 11, 12, and 13, the end of the chapter, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. Uh, I will render thanks, thank, thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. Where are we in life? How do, how do we approach things? I love the line he repeats multiple times. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? That's the bottom line. You might be having a tough life. You might have a lousy boss. You might have a hard job. You might be struggling with... What can flesh do to me? What can man do to me? Nothing compared to the glory that God has for me. Uh, Psalm, I mean, back to 1 Samuel, and we got 22. And uh, David's in the cave at, at Adullam, and uh, he, uh, he departs from and escapes and goes to the cave after, after being a crazy person. And... Um, and then he starts basically ministering to people, and they start coming to him, and they gather, and there's 400 men that come to be with him. And then Saul, still looking for him, goes into uh, goes to Gibeah, and uh, he hears about Ahimelech the priest, and, and, and goes there and starts asking him questions and realizes, he says, the king sent to summon Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and, and, uh, in his father's house, and he asks, starts asking him about David, and he's, you know, he's like, I didn't, I didn't know, I, I, you know, he's David, what do you mean? I, you know, I, yeah, I, I helped him, I, I don't, I didn't, he's David, he's your, he's your son-in-law, he's, uh, 
He's been dubbed. He's the next guy. He's the prince. So, you know, what, what do you mean? And, and the king orders a guard to kill him, and the guard refuses to do it. Uh, but the second guard doesn't. And he killed, on that day, 85 persons who wore the linen ephod. He killed 85 priests uh, in that city of priests. Um, uh, crazy. He just went crazy. Uh, Saul is gone off the deep end. And that's connected to Psalm 57. Uh, and when he fled from Saul in the caves. <clears throat> and he says, I cry out. Uh, well, I'll start at one. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storm of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Verse 4, my soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man whose teeth are, are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. And then as we get to the end, 10 and 11, oh, I'll do 9 too. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. So this is, this is, this is the conclusion here. That, there's only one conclusion to draw. As David writes these Psalms, he goes through the emotions, but he always comes back to trusting in God, to praising God, to relying on God, no matter the outcome. We fully realize that death is a possibility in this life. That people being angry at us is a possibility in this life. People pushing us out of whatever circle of friends we have is always a possibility in this life. But there's never a possibility. As you put your trust in God, there's never a possibility that he will leave you forsaken. We need to lift up his praise, get ourselves to that place, that restores us to sanity. <laughs> that, will, that will restore us to wholeness and our hearts to joy. Love you guys, man. Come on out. Pastor Mike speaking this weekend at Life Coast Church. Tomorrow with New Testament Friday, we'll have our new coffee. We'll do that for a couple of weeks. I got a new blend. Going to introduce it to you. Didn't get a chance to get to it this afternoon. Busy day. But uh, glad we got to connect today. So... Thank you so much for coming to Wake Up to the Word, and we would love for you to join us again tomorrow, New Testament Friday. This is episode 75. We have had nearly 1,800 views. We are excited, right, Chewy? Oh, yeah, we're excited. So we hope that you continue to tune in. Share it with a friend. Go to www.wakeuptotheword.com. Sign up for the email so we can send you things. And you can see Jeff's stack of stuff. See you tomorrow.